At the end of the day, irrespective of culture, nationality, you know, market, industry, age, basically we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think this is a this is a, a profound takeaway. And I'm very grateful that I've been able to have that takeaway throughout my my career, right? So we're, we're quite similar. We want, you know, similar things as, as human beings. And I think that's very helpful for us in the, in the HR function when we, you know, when, when we drive what we're trying to drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. This week, we are delivering one of the most exciting events that we have put together recently, well, I mean, we put together a lot of exciting events, but I am particularly excited about what we're doing this week uh, because this event is designed to help first-time people leaders to understand the ins and outs of the function, how to be great organizational leader, but at the same time, taking care of themselves, becoming a more aware and better at personal leadership. So this week, we are delivering this event at Hacking HR. And well, we will also have some conversations around this idea or this topic of first-time management or first-time leadership for uh, HR professionals. And today, that's going to be the topic of this podcast conversation. Recommendations, advice, the evolution of leadership, especially uh, specifically designed or specifically focused on first-time people leaders. And we're going to have this conversation with somebody who has great experience in many different areas, global experience, working in agile, culture transformation, digital transformation, coaching, developing talent, helping create high-performing teams, having lived and worked across Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. So I am very excited to welcome you to the podcast today, Mary Louise. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much, Enrique. I'm really looking forward. Well, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, you have this global experience, right, working in uh, basically three different continents or regions of the world. What, what have you learned in each of these regions that you bring to the next one that you say, I learned this thing here and now I'm going to apply it over there. So what, what, what's, what's that like? What's, what's that story like? Yes, <laughs> thank you for that question. It's very interesting, I must say. And, you know, what, I've, what I have come to realize that at the end of the day, irrespective of culture, nationality, you know, market, industry, age, basically we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. and, and I think this is, a, this is a, a profound takeaway. And I'm very grateful that I've been able to have that takeaway throughout my, my career, right? So we're, we're quite similar. We want, you know, similar things as, as human beings. And I think that's very helpful for us in the, in the HR function when we, you know, when, when we drive what we're trying to drive. I love that. And, and you know, I, I, I have had the, the great opportunity to connect so many HR leaders from, from around the world in events and whatnot. And, and every time that we have conversations in, in groups, I realize we are dealing with some very similar problems. And maybe the solutions are a little different, but the problems are pretty much the same. So why don't we just connect as humans at more we get closer together, we work together in solving all these challenges because they are pretty much the same. Yeah, so I mean, so that, that's very impactful. And I think, you know, if we can get our egos out the door and, yeah. and the focus on, you know, we're so unique, my business is different. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's not. And we're all here to, to do great for businesses, for people, for the world, right? And yeah. 
and jointly create that amazing employee experience and we can hold hands yeah. uh, doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah, we learn from one another. Absolutely. In terms of leadership, what have you seen changing over the past, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to time frame it to the past couple of years. What, have, what has changed in the past couple of years for leaders and specifically for those who are first time people leaders? Yeah, I think this is, I mean, thanks for bringing this topic up, right? Because the, the earlier we can talk about this and help leaders, I think the better for everyone for, for the future. I think a couple of things, um, as, a, as a leader or a first-time manager, right? It's leadership, whatever the seniority and experience is, yeah. basically. You're dealing with two things. You're dealing with your business and you're dealing with your people. Looking at the business, I think the great thing today is that we have such an amazing opportunity as a first-time manager to really be you know, to actually be a superhuman being. Right? <laughs> I think we're working on much more people-centric and people aspects that are much more on the depth. You know, I started being a people leader 2015, 20, 2006, sorry. It's quite some time ago, right? So it does, it does look different. So leading your business, I think it has changed in the sense that it is really key to, to manage that business. We are in a very I mean, VUCA is, is tenfold today, yeah. right? So it's extremely uncertain and it's extremely crazy and you can't really plan for your business. So I think realizing that as a first-time manager that, you know, it's very elastic around you, mm -hmm. meaning that the plans that you make and how you lead your business, you need to be super flexible as well and be really prepared to look from the outside in and readjust your plans and your approach. Right, because markets are changing both from an economic but a political uh, scenario as well. Consumers are changing. I mean, consumers' behavior, right? End user behavior. It, we don't know how it looks tomorrow, right? We know yeah. how it looks today. So I think that from managing the business has changed, has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, if you think about managing then on the on the people side, I think again, great opportunity to really start practicing and, and flexing those muscles in a very different way than we did just, just a few, few years ago. I think one of the key fundamentals is really this real deep quest for purpose that people yeah. have. You know, it's um, people want to know, right? What, what am I doing here? How can I link my own purpose to this organization? And what good is this organization doing um, in the world? And I think as a people manager there, you know, first time people manage, you really need to connect to your own purpose. Be comfortable with that first and foremost, I would say. And then work on being very compelling when you talk about the, the purpose of the organization you're working on. So you can, you know, market actually this towards your organization and your teams. Yeah, so absolutely. So I think that whole purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, uh, that, I think the, the fact that we are building more, people-centered organizations, on the one hand, makes the work of a leader more fun, because it's really fun to do this, uh, in my view at least. Uh, but on the other hand, it makes it really challenging, uh, because you know, working with a machine and developing a process for a machine, it's easy. I mean, there's no feedback from a machine in terms of feelings or emotions or humanity. But now that we're working with humans and that we're trying to build our processes and our systems and our policies, uh, revolving around or being people-centered, I think it's fun, but it's very complex to do. It's very complex. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and I think you're touching, Enrique, on another aspect of that, which is really that drive for personalization, 
yeah, mm-hmm. which is something also that, you know, as a, as a people leader today, you need to kind of know your people much more and really understand that it's not my, my size doesn't fit everyone, right? So yeah. whatever motivates me is not necessarily the same for, for my team. And coming there, how you come there is really talking to people and making sure you use your two ears and your one mouth. <laughs> Yeah. And and accepting that, okay, things are going to look different, right? And you need to maybe be quite strong in driving that. I mean, hopefully you have policies and processes supporting it. But if you don't, you need to work upwards and, and, and trying to make sure that people understand that, hey, these teams, they look different and they have different needs. Yeah. So that personalization is it's not only consumers, right? It's It's going to be... And it is already employees today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how can leaders have impact today? Uh, you know, because I, I keep thinking about the work, the, the word impact and the word legacy. And especially from HR, how can HR leaders create long lasting, meaningful impact on the people that they are serving? What can they do to do that? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I really think it's, you know, we have spoken about employee experience for quite a number of years, yeah. but not to the extent that we're talking about it now. Mm-hmm. And I think the employee experience had a, a little bit more narrow definition and, and content maybe than, than it does today. So I think as HR professional, it's really understanding what makes people tick, right? And have a very holistic view on, on this employee experience and really have as a purpose to, you know, I'm going to create an explosive employee experience you can look at competition but you don't need to copy and you shouldn't actually so understand what really drives the talent in your industry how what's your purpose right how can you uh, you know generate energy and attraction uh, related uh, related to that so make sure that you have people who can win in the marketplace for you so i think this employee experience is i mean it's a very broad term um and, and it has a lot of um, a lot of um, content, and I think you know we need to prioritize. Um, but it all needs to be around, you know, the outside-in approach again, right? Yeah. We're driving this for our employees so they can excel in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for first-time people leaders, what skills? What 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 would you tell them to learn very early on? in their new roles? What would you say are critical skills that they need to build for themselves, critical capabilities that they need to build in their HR uh, departments or functions so that they set themselves up for success as early as possible in that journey? Yeah, yeah. No, good, good question. And I think, so if we already had covered the purpose piece, because I would still underline that that, yeah. that is one you know, overarching um, strategy that you have as a people leader, whichever function you're working, right? Connect your people to the purpose. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I would really say goal alignment, right? Okay, so here's the purpose. What are we here to do? How are we co-creating that roadmap together? So it's really about defining the way ahead, but you do it together. So I think the togetherness is, is really, really um, key. And this, I don't think, honestly, has changed right? It's just that maybe the way to do it, because now you might have more people sitting remotely. So you need to find ways to engage them. Yeah. And, and, and that might be different. And then I think it's really challenging people, putting, you know, hairy, <laughs> bold targets, you know, to, to, to really drive that performance. 
And then I would say the new skill maybe is really around um, buying into well-being, right? That authenticity around understanding my own well-being, you know, what, what makes me a great leader going to work every day? What do I need? What do my people need? And this is also, again, a very wide concept nowadays, right? It's not only, okay, I can go and do yoga. <laughs> you know, it's, it's financial well-being, right? It's safety, it's, it's health, it's sleep, it's nutrition. Um, it's being able to feel like I can, you know, join my team, even if I'm sitting from home and you're sitting somewhere else. So that inclusion. Um, the, so this sounds a bit overwhelming, I think, when you come as a first time manager, because it's quite a lot. But I would say stretch your muscle in terms of learning to ask for help. Yeah. So I think that put your ego again outside the door and just, you know, reach out because a lot Ask of people who can help you. Yeah. Um, and they're willing yeah. to help. Um, and, sure. and, and they rather help you when you come forward and say, I don't know how to do this than everybody having to deal with a, a, a significant error that could have been prevented in the first place. You know, had the person, the leader said, hey, I don't know. Uh, how to solve this thing or how to address this other thing, right? So, um, Mary Louise, let me ask you this this last question to to wrap up our conversation. Um, what pitfalls do you think, or what what mistakes do you think new leaders tend to make, and how to avoid them? And I ask you this question specifically because for those who are in this journey there's always generally, you know, there's always like a high level of energy and the willingness to do a lot of things, but at, at least identifying some, uh, you know, potential areas of danger in the journey and how to avoid them can help those leaders be more effective, at least at the beginning. So what, what, what are the most common pitfalls that a new leader can make and how to avoid those pitfalls? Yeah, yeah, good to bring this up. So I think looking in, what I've observed throughout throughout my career, a fairly common pitfall, unfortunately, is that, you know, what made me successful yesterday is what I still try <laughs> to apply when I yeah. become a first time manager. And actually, it doesn't work in many instances. Yeah. So, so you miss out on that team engagement, and really rising above letting your team be empowered. Um, so that's one part, but what also comes with that is actually that you need also a heightened view of what you're doing. You need a more of a helicopter view. You need to be able to spend your time on longer term horizon uh, areas of your business rather than the day-to-day -day operations, because that's how you are assessed for the next level of your role yeah. in, you know, in, in, in most places, right? So I think this is, this is a very um, 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 common, um, common pitfall. And then the other thing, um, I think it's really not using networks and asking people again uh, as much as we actually should. So, you know, I feel bad asking because I should know this and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll feel inferior if, if, if I, you know, if I show my neck that, you know, I'm, I'm not yeah. familiar with this, with this area rather than saying, hey, you know, I, I don't know, help me. Um, so I would say working on those two things and really reflect and think about, okay, how, how am I doing there and how can I actually change my behavior? So it serves me better in terms of driving my career as a, as a successful yeah. leader. Yeah. I, I like the element of uh, what worked yesterday and brought me here. Doesn't necessarily work for tomorrow. Right. And I, and I have 
come across a lot of leaders, very, very solid from a technical perspective, that when they are moved into a leadership role, they, they tend to do very poorly because they want to continue operating as if they were doing a day-to-day -day technical operation and not a leadership mm -hmm. operation, which is mm -hmm. completely different. So um, I, I like that uh, sort of that the, identifying that pitfall, which is very common. So Mary Louise, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your insights and your experience with me and of course with everybody in the Hacking Inter community. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.